0: and welcome to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show where we talk about art, music and sometimes current events so sit back, grab your favourite beverage and let's begin Alright, we're back and I have a special guest
1: oh, you? hi, I'm Tracy
0: can, can you speak up a little? Hi,
1: I'm Tracy My name's Tracy Polkonofill
0: And where are you from?
1: Um, Originally Sanger, California, but I've kind of bounced all around the valley and kind of all around the central state in general also. All right. Uh, What kind of art do you do? Um, I like to consider myself an illustrative artist. Um, I lean more towards illustration-styled work, but I don't strictly do illustrations. I like to use the style of illustrative work and then incorporate more of the emotional um, expressive side of it. Oh, okay.
0: So, can you describe, like, your art? Oh, boy.
1: Well, for to, for, you for those who... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, but for those who never seen your art, like,
1: how would you describe it? Um, I guess, I don't really stick to a certain kind of media. Like, I, I kind of just go all over the board, but I guess my favorite would probably be Pin and I do a lot of paint and ink work, um, lots of stark blacks and whites, very, very hard graphic. Um, I come from a tattooing background, kind of learning how to design tattoos, where they go on the body. Um, I'm also, I've got a little bit of classical training here and there, but I'm mainly self-taught, so it's my work comes from an amalgamation of all of my life experiences in mm-hmm. all of these different artistic fields. And so, cool. It's, it's, it's mainly 2D work. Every once in a while, I'll dabble in something 3D. But I, I stick to mainly 2D, hard graphic look. Right,
0: mm-hmm. right. Um, have you done any, like, art shows or...?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've yeah? done. Oh, boy. I'm never consistent with them, because um, especially now, it's impossible to find places to, to show work. Um, I've done some art hops in the past. I've had my work in a couple shops um, up and down the coast. Um, Let's see. All kinds. I've I've been doing this since I was 16. So it's like I've I've shown work everywhere. So I can't really pinpoint how many or like when. It's just sometimes I'll take a few years off or sometimes I'll take a week off. And so it's it's all very organic in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well uh i do see your shirt is that one of your art pieces no 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 this one's no. not this is from uh, um black craft cult um they are uh, i mean i saw the shirt and i was like oh oh it, look look it's it's my language it's right like there. It. yeah yeah That's my visual <laughs> language And i was like okay cool so I'll, I'll i feel like i will wear my work every once in a while but i feel kind of weird doing it mm-hmm. like i do i do have my work on shirts on different merch pieces but at the same time it's like i'll wear it to shows and other such things to just kind of be in that same environment but for the most part it's like that's for other people to relate to that's for other people to say yeah no that's me on a shirt i want that shirt or i want that something like it's like cool that's your voice awesome my part of it is just creating the image right right Mm
0: -hmm. is there anybody that inspired you to get in that type of art
1: um this is one of those those weird like people like to ask like okay how (laughs) how did (laughs) how did you turn into an artist like what got you to this point um and the style you do is
0: different than what other people would do okay um well it kind of started it's kind of
1: maybe dark art it's dark dark. um i come i come from a pretty um unconventional background i'll just keep it nice and friendly (laughs) to 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 put it that way um So my work is is a reflective of a lot of my emotional state growing up. It was very dark, it was very confusing, I mean, it's, it's, um, without going into too much detail, it was, it was pretty traumatic at some points in time, so it's like, I needed an out for all of that, that energy, that emotion, that build-up, and it's like, I found the safest way to do that was through art, was drawing monsters, was creating a visual representation of how I was feeling at the time. Um, and from a child's mindset, like I said, I've been doing this forever, um, that came out as monsters, and it just, from there I started, you know, when the internet finally came about, I grew up on dial-up, and I think I had dial-up until, um, oh god, I don't know, (laughs) I don't even remember when I finally switched out of dial-up, but I was an early adult, um, but I was finally given... So I grew up out in the middle of nowhere in the country. So it was literally my sister and I and acres and acres of wilderness. So I didn't have a whole lot of contact with the outside world until the internet showed up. So I started to research, like, okay, um, what other artists are out there that, that kind of do what I do? And I, I learned about Frank Frazetta's work from the, the you know, like, he, he's one of the top fantasy sci-fi artists that he, he did the original Conan the Barbarian illustrations and like a lot of his work I saw that it was not only um, Illustrative in the sense that it's like, okay, cool. He's drawing a space monster and a buff guy But he's adding emotion into it also. So I saw that it's like, okay, he's not just drawing the subject matter He's also infusing it with something that's more relatable for the viewer someone can see that and like okay cool get into an emotional mindset it's like awesome you're not just looking at a painting that's a buff dude and a monster
0: Right? right, right. (laughs) yeah
1: exactly um so there's frank Frazetta. um i really loved rodin's work and he's a sculptor he's an old french sculptor like i i really kind of dove into the art history side of the internet back 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 in the day and it was like I loved the idea that in his sculptures you could see his fingerprints. Like it wasn't a finished piece. Like there was this expressive quality to Mm -hmm. his sculptures. And once again, you have a figurative sculpture. You have something that you can recognize the subject matter. But then on top of that, you have this expressive, you know, you see the the literal hand of the artist and almost like you can get in someone's mind by seeing their exact hand placements, how they're sculpting something like to me, that's magical. That's very inspirational for me is to leave that fingerprint of the artist and not not sanitize it to a point that it's commercially illustrative that you can see from like a lot of illustrator work, you know, a lot of the digital works that are out there now, it's like there's genius work, but then a lot of it is just kind of copy paste, you know, clean lines, etc. Clean color, flat, Mm -hmm. done. Like there, you can't see the handprint of the artist for the most part. So that was really my interest is kind of seeing other artists that kind of married the two both expressive and subjective they married those two and they created a piece or multiple pieces that really spoke to people on both levels both both the highbrow and the lowbrow so it's like cool it's it's a wide net and it still works wow wow
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was not expecting that (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) um oh my gosh (laughs) So, the monsters in your art are not really monsters at all, they're like your friends. Some of them could be, yeah,
1: but no, they're definitely monsters. Oh, like okay. I said, they're expressions of that, that that energy, that space, that emotional space that I had no other outlet for. So it's like... Um, You're just getting it out there. Getting it out. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's an embodiment of whatever emotional state I was in at the time. Um, and some of them come from dreams, so I'll wake up really? and it's like, oh, that was that was some creature, and I have to sit there with my sketchbook right by my bed and scribble it out, and then work on it again later, At like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> depending whenever I wake up, yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's two. Usually, I don't get to bed until after two, but it is what it is. <laughs> right. So yeah, wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so do you have your closing line or you just have your art on
1: clothes? Um, I just have my art on clothes yet. I'm still trying to figure out a good way to... Like I said, with artists you have art, you have the creation aspect, but then you have the marketing aspect. And it's, it's something that I'm still kind of stumbling and bumbling okay. through and learning like, okay, well, what's a good outlet for this? I know I've learned through different art shows and stuff. I just did one in Visalia this past year. Um, that you know the kind of people who, who gravitate towards my creations you know they, they'd love to see stuff on shirts they love wearing that expressive element on shirts or on, on other pieces of clothing or have hang or prints or something something that says hey this is me this is how I'm feeling also it's not just it's not just a monster or an angry dog or right. something like that. It's it's like cool there's something under that and it's like they want to wear that to express that to the world also. So in long, <laughs> not short, um, I really don't know what direction to go with it yet. Um, but it's, it's kind of fun to see people every once in a while. It's like, oh, cool. Wow, I, I love wearing that. the
0: dresses. Yes, <laughs> I, like, I know, <laughs> I know. And actually, one of the last, the last
1: shows I did that you were at, I think you had um, the dead bird one on. Yes. Yes, yes. That's my fave. <laughs> I had a friend come up who I hadn't seen since high school. He's actually a friend of my sister's. He was like, I love her dress. Didn't know. Did not know, he was like, I love that dress. Like, I haven't seen this kid since high school. We barely talked even then. And I was like, yeah, I designed that. And he's like, oh my god, try that. <laughs> Like freaking out, I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a really cool, like, it's like, oh, awesome. Nice little pump up moment. Right. <laughs> yeah. One way to kind of promote your art. <laughs> yeah. Which, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, can't really say that for mine. <laughs> that, that, that would be strange.
1: <laughs> well, your jewelry pieces are absolutely wonderful. I still wear the silver and turquoise pieces uh, that you made yeah. quite frequently. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, are you trying to make this into like your career or is it still considered a hobby? It's It's always been a bit of a life calling. It's just figuring out how to make it fit into the model that society. Like, how do I pay my bills with this? I'm still yeah. trying to figure that out. I still don't know yet. Um, so I am back in school currently for a somewhat related career. Um, and just hoping... Well, I'm going, I'm going in specifically for art therapy because Ooh. I recognize that that is exactly what I did oh my to gosh. myself growing up. It's like, cool, I found a creative outlet for everything that I did. And after years of research, I was like, oh, there's actually a job title for this. And I can help other people deal with exactly what I dealt with. I actually talk about that with my art. Yes. <laughs> I'm like,
0: there's other ways of just, you're not sitting there talking to someone about your problems. You're like, you can express it in Yes, art. yes. And
1: I'm still really early on in the journey. Well, not really early, but early enough in the journey that it's like, Okay. Okay, I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs>
0: well, hopefully that does turn into something. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I even talked to someone who does photography mm-hmm. and I'm like, have you ever thought about like lenses or therapy in the lens? Mm-hmm. Like it's still a form of therapy, but a bunch of camera people. And she's like, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, And exactly. I think I actually
0: got her creative juices going, so. Yes. I, I should be paid for everybody who's doing this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, now, if it was that easy, I'd have this figured out by now. But I don't, so...
0: <laughs> well, I, <laughs> that that's a good way of going. The art mm-hmm. therapy is, mm-hmm. you know... Then you can also talk about, you know, how it, it affected you and how it's working with you. And exactly. maybe it can work on, like, veterans later. Exactly, exactly. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, I was not expecting that to, <laughs> <or> <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to think of some kind of other questions. <laughs> so, ha- um, do you just stay in this area, or have you shown in,
1: like, other places? Like, Well, I've sold work literally all around the world. I think okay. the furthest place that I've sent work out to was, oh, God, where was she from? There was a girl in Czechoslovakia, I think. Oh, really? That's where my family family's from. Pieces. Oh, cool. Well, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I know all about that
0: place. <laughs> yeah, no, no she,
1: she ordered a piece, and it was, it was this whole big thing about trying to figure out how to send it over there without it falling apart, and it was just, just this, this absolute journey in and of itself before finishing the creative process. But it, my work's in, been in England. It's, it's been in Germany. I think I've shipped pieces to, oh, God. All over the place. I can't I can't list them all but but it's it's up it's it's out there as far as like shows though, like actually taking the effort to put a show together. I've never I've always wanted to have more of a traditional gallery showing of my work. Like studio type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I'm slowly starting to gravitate towards that. Like I've been, I've even been like toying with the idea of renting out a space somewhere in town, but I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen or not. So, yeah. you never thought about like <laughs> the county art center or anything? Oh no, I've talked to them quite a bit. It's just, I've never really found an in with them. <laughs> so yeah, right. been there. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: uh, this is a coffee show. What are you sipping on today? Just a latte. Just a latte. Just a latte. I have the hazelnut coffee. Mmm! Yeah. How's that? It's different. <laughs> I, I I don't usually get coffee from here, so... I don't th- either. Th- this
1: is... <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find that there's a nice aftertaste of sandwich meat sometimes, and it's, it's a little bit off-putting,
0: but... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah, especially when I was up at like 4:30 in the morning, and I'm still going.
1: Woo! Yay! I usually wake up around that time too. <laughs> uh, when
0: we were in the COVID thing, I was waking up at like
1: whenever. Mhm. <laughs> oh no, we're still partially in it. Um, my husband works from home. I work from home mostly, and it's it's slash doing school so we're we haven't really gotten out of the whole covid thing yet um right yeah and it's it's just a it's the reality we're in currently
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) do you think any
0: of this is going to inspire you later on to do maybe another art piece
1: i've got well right now i'm booked all the way through march and so i've got like a whole calendar full of pieces i'm currently working on as far as like being inspired by covid um no, not really. You know, like, there's the whole stereotype floating around that COVID's going to inspire artists, but it's, like, I don't... No. I've no. never that... No, if anything, being stuck in, in the same place is extremely uninspiring, and it's, like, I don't have anything to pull from, and it's, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is, like, like cool, I can work on older pieces and get them finished, and I've got time to do that, but it's, like, there's there's no... I haven't gotten anything from it, to be honest with you, <laughs> other than more time to meditate. Like, I haven't really had the time to have the outside experiences with other people that inspire me to create pieces based on those experiences. I've just been isolated. I've been in my own mind the whole time. It's like, it doesn't really work. I, I don't have any new narratives in my mind. I don't have somebody else to, to bounce ideas off of. And it's like, cool, let me hear your life story and then see what my mind regurgitates based on that and it's like well so the whole covid covid artist stereotype i've, I've just haven't lived up to it so
0: right, 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 right.
1: so have you lived in the
0: central california all your life yep never left never left huh nope yep, been in the valley um since day one have and you visited I'm- anywhere else
1: like and looked at their art? No, I've I've never been able to, like I I said, I grew up, um, fairly, we didn't travel, I've never been out of the country, um, I have stayed pretty much in the western states as far as traveling goes, bounced around the western states, but I haven't been out of the country, and I haven't really... (laughs) Have you thought about ever going, visiting anywhere? It's never been a desire for me. Like, my main passion driven is, is just mainly my own health, my own mental health, and, and just this creative output. I can see it being a great experience, but it's never been a sheer passion of mine to go out and travel the world. I've never been that kind of person. Say <laughs> so you had your art
0: show, mm-hmm. okay? I, I'm having the studio, you come in, you set up. What's your ideal show? Like, how would you want it? Would you want music and... Oh,
1: absolutely. All this, like... Well, the whole point of my art is to have that emotional expression. And so I'd like to create an entire atmosphere where that... where the pieces come alive. They're not just a static 2D piece, which is what the creative process it results in. But I'd rather create an environment where it's like people can easily understand the emotional side of that. Um we got to play with that a little um one of our our dj friends um big ombre i'll just throw throw that out there um he got to do this really cool industrial set to one of my art hop shows and it was fun it was great um of course we were in i think we were in we were in I don't remember what shop it was, but the whole vibe of the shop was completely polar opposite of my work. Like, I think there was just a bunch of cowboy stuff and, like, oh, no. sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, oh, well, we're trying to create this this <laughs> deeply emotional and philosophical environment. And it's like, bro, you're, you're, like, cramping my style here. <laughs> so, yes, I'd love to one day do a completely manufactured show with a manufactured environment for them. Right. That. Like the lights. Because I've been to like some
0: art shows where mm-hmm. even like down to the food, the drinks, oh, yeah. like they're like, I want vampire kiss martinis. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. See, I, I love. I, like, of, down my, to the drink! <laughs> one of my previous jobs was was actually involved with nightclubs and then creating this atmosphere. And, and, and um, you know, from the music to the lighting to, like, everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, it's an enjoyable process for me. It's a lot of work, but it's enjoyable. And I just have yet to find the right people, the right venue, the right group who's open to creating something that deep and that... I well, guess entertaining. Entertaining. your art is different. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, okay, well, how do I fit into the, the static gallery setting? And it, do, do you think it would be a shock for people if you went into that direction? Um, I don't think so. I think that those who have seen my work and have been around me long enough just view that as, as just the logical next step. However, you know, I'm I'm almost completely tuned out to all of the whenever I do have shows, I inevitably have someone who walk by and then they do the double take and then they stare and then I get the head shake or I get the, what were you thinking when you made this? <laughs> and it's, well, it's How I'm much like, time do you have? <laughs> just honest with them. It's like I was in a miserable place when I created this. Or Why would you want to sell it? Why would you want to put this out there? There's people other people there. who are feeling this and they feel unheard. And when they see this, they're like, someone else. This is the same same thing I get when somebody comes up to my work and actually relates to it. It's like, cool, somebody else, I see you. I see you, I see that you relate to this piece. Awesome, right. we're speaking the same language now. It's, it's almost like, cool, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone in this form of expression.
0: Like when my husband first saw your work, he already knew like, it's like, hey, that's so and so or that's what I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> you're saying he's like picking out different personalities like that he, knows. he knew like, he's, like, he's, like the names and stuff, and I'm like, uh okay. Oh, I as far as like the mythological references <laughs> that I use. Yeah, so I, I love like I said, you know, like I dove into art history, I dove into I love mythology, I love learning about different cultures and, and that's kind of the the subject that I kind of funnel all of these emotions through is my love of history and of, of, of cultural expression. It's like, cool, that's that's the vessel that I use to funnel all of this through. Cause it's like, that's what I know. That's what I taught myself. That's what I learned. That and a combination of like central California nature. I loved learning about the different types of trees that grow around here and stuff. Anything like that, it's like, cool, I can incorporate that and then channel all these emotions through whatever that subject is. So then, bam, there you go. You've right, got that yeah. marriage between subject and then expression.
0: So are you, do you have a life partner or are you considered married?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm married. You're married? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's I, I don't like to. I really try to keep a lot of my personal, you know, relationships out, out of the public eye, out of social media, etc. But I'm very happily married. I love my partner very much. <laughs> he's, do do he's you amazing. think he has, like, he's very supportive of your art? He's or extremely he... supportive of my work. Um, he's one of the few people who will sit down with me and sit there and just, like, listen to me spew it out. It's like, cool, this is what it is. This is what it's expressing. And it's like, cool, sometimes we'll even have really hard conversations around certain pieces because he recognizes how dark they are. And he's like, well, what what is, like, where, where is this coming from? You know, someone who's actually interested in not just relating to the work, but my own personal well-being. Right, It's right. like, cool, that's that is that's, that's a whole level of depth that I don't get from anybody else. Well, also so, talking about it helps, too. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's good. So, does he
0: buy your supplies, too? Mm. So, supply buying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... I grew up without a whole lot of money, so a lot of my work is made with very cheap supplies. Um, ballpoint pins—the cheapest, free ballpoint pins that you can find—are actually some of my favorite things to work with. Um, cheap printer paper. Um, you know, I've, as I've grown up and I've gotten older and I've gotten more mature, it's like, no, I'll buy my own supplies, and it's like, cool, I'll. Splurge on some fancy paper. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the some paper. My, yeah, exactly. Some some really nice paper. I did some wonderful print pieces. They're actually they're on my website now. I'm trying to like find homes for them. I did some print pieces on this This absolutely gorgeous. Um, textured, cream colored, and it's all hand torn and, and hand formed. Ooh, that sounds pretty. Absolutely beautiful pieces. Um, they're 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 these prints that I, I did, and it was this whole process of not only the, the concept but then the actual creation of the prints was this long month-long process it was, it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs> No, that's
0: what you were looking for was that handmade paper style yes yes okay. yes exactly because there some people actually go that direction like no i need this type of frame
1: because of this art <laughs> oh absolutely and I've, I've gotten to the point that it's like i'm at that point now and it's like i will
0: some people just just... don't
1: understand they don't
0: they're like no we need this paper because this Mm -hmm. art goes Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) oh no i totally i get that i get that but also i recognize you know coming from the background that i came from it's like well i've got all these ideas and i need to get them out of my head and what do i have i have a ballpoint pen and a scrap of paper right here so there it is it's out of my head (laughs) have you thought about making your own paper or your own frames or anything? Yeah, but at the same time it's like, that's not where my passion is. It's not the voice. It's like, I could do that. I could go all the way and just be like, yeah, this is, and I probably will at some point in time, but will that be a consistent motif with my work? Definitely not. Definitely not. It's, it's too, it's too tedious and it's too much and it's, it's not, I can, I can see how it would possibly enhance what I'm trying to say, but it's like effort versus output. How much effort do I want to put in to how much output do I need? So it turns into a science at that point in time. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to do that. I right. want my play time. I want my expressive time to be whatever it's going to be, which is usually pen and ink on paper. That's usually what it is. Um, every once in a while I'll do acrylic pieces or, or stuff like that. How long like, does it take you to do your art? <sighs> anywhere from a few hours to months. It just depends on the piece. A lot I of my totally commission pieces. in there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my commission pieces will take longer because I'm trying to understand what the person's wanting exactly. It's not that I want to get it perfect, I want to make sure that I'm understanding their point of view of the piece, their expectations, etc. And then also playing with different concepts and just just trying to embody what they're what they're going for, what they're looking for out of my art. Of course my favorite clients are the ones that just say they give me a playlist of music and they they give me a subject matter and they're like, do you, do you? I want a teapot and here's the here's your music playlist. Just pay me a teapot. It Looks like it's pissed off at something. <laughs> it's like cool. I can work with that. I'm I want blood, work but not too much blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just give me something like. Uh. <laughs> and the absolute worst ones are the nitpickers, of course. You know, doing commissioned work for someone who's never satisfied who has this vision in their mind about every single detail of a piece it's like do it yourself then bro Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know how this is gonna look do it yourself if you want my work give me a general concept and let me do my work Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right
0: right right so is this the only type of stuff you do do you have like another job or anything else like do do you garden do you do anything else
1: actually yes i'm exceptionally passionate about gardening food sources and this this came from meeting my husband um before i met him i had no idea what the word organic even meant um i didn't understand (laughs) the importance of vegetables etc but then after meeting him and kind of diving into his his passions about life it was like oh this is a whole new realm of creativity and healing elements that I've never explored before and so me exploring things I dive in head first we wound up um, managing an organic farm where I taught classes Um, we ran a CSA for a while it was a few seasons Um, and we we went out we did a couple of other farms too and it was a lot of fun it's a lot of fun now we're kind of bringing that back in we we just moved back to the area and it's like cool let's um let's make our home kind of home base for that let's let's set the example let's grow our own food here at at our little place and then go out into the community with it and see what else we can do with that do you
0: take any of that gardening and do it in
1: your work i do i like like i said before it's like i will include elements of nature in my pieces so the Here's a, here's a very rough example, but those print pieces I was talking about, with the handmade paper. Um, it's it's an intali- it's the it's called it's an old Italian way of printing, and it's called intaglio printmaking. And you take a copper. I, oh, okay, you're okay. about to describe it. I was like, can you describe it for the people? Yes, yes, yes. So so it's it's a piece of copper essentially. It's super polished. You can't have any marks on it. Um, and it's coated. And there's this, it's been a minute since I've done this, but it's coated. And then you start impressing into it. You start creating different textures. And, and so I had all these leaves, all these herbs that we had grown that I had worked into this piece. And then you run it through an acid bath, and it etches all of these textures into this piece of copper. And so you're left really? with this super in-depth image that you then run ink over, run it through a printing press. And it's, it's so much more depth than sitting here and trying to illustrate each leaf by hand it's like cool you have actual textures pressed into this piece awesome. on wow. top of on top of the ink on top of the lines that are done by my hand it's like cool there's also these elements of nature worked into this completely out of my control except the fact that i invited them into the piece and how did you get involved with that
0: like did you have to take a class to,
1: like... yeah, yeah yeah i took a, i took a class for that it was it was really fun it was one of those things it was like I haven't done that before let's do that let's see let's see how my voice comes out in that
0: that's just like wow my mom, wow like, <laughs>
1: this is I've, I've been bouncing all over the place until i find something that sticks it's like i know my voice i know what it does i'm just looking for something where it sticks where where will i fit in eventually i'm not sure i'm not sure if i'll ever fit in anywhere eventually oh i sometimes I'll just it's not here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly i might just keep doing it's, it's little projects <laughs> here and there, and it's like, cool, my voice is the same every single time. It just comes out in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: And it's called what? Ty- mm. Typo... Intaglio.
1: Intaglio. Mm-hmm. I-N-T-I-G-L. Wow. I O yes, that's it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna actually have to look that up. Because oh, it's, I'm it's like... worth it. It's absolutely a
1: lot of like uh, it's it's an old Italian way of doing things. and It's really fun to research. Definitely worth checking out. Is that like
0: back in the era where they had to put the numbers in, in that printing press? Yeah, yeah, it's it's that. It's yes, same, okay. Yes,
1: yes, it's that. I've also done wood wood um carved wood printing. That's a lot. I actually prefer that method. It's it's more. I don't know, it's more conducive to how I work. <laughs> Carving into a chunk of wood, running print, running ink on it, and then running it through a press also. Is that a certain is, type of wood you have to use? Uh, usually something soft. Something something that the knives can actually get a lot of detail in. Of course, using soft wood after it's ran through a press enough times, it, it just it doesn't hold up. And so... That makes the prints even more rare. It's like yes, you're creating multiples of the same image, but each print is going to look different. There's there's little minute differences, hence the numbering. So it's like, cool, this is one of six. This is two of six. It's like, well, the two, the two, the second one, the second one is like has this weird little texture that showed up that none of the others have, and it's just this fun way of once again seeing the voice of the artist come out in yeah, yeah. I'm like trying to picture it (laughs) while you're talking.
0: So there's, like, this art piece that I really like. Uh-huh. It's called the Dead Bird. Yes. How, what kind of inspired you to do that oh, one? Oh, that's a fun story. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, my favorite piece. I even wear the dress. That's, yes. <laughs> I, I love that
1: piece, too. I think I've got it as a sticker on one of, It's it's one of those, the original was probably... I have it in a sketchbook somewhere, and uh, the original was maybe an inch by two inches big. It's a, t- it's a tiny piece, and it was it's a ballpoint pen on sketchbook paper, that's all it is, and it was done in the corner of a page. This was when I was working at a tattoo shop in Fresno, and I was reflecting, This was, I was working in a tattoo shop and I was working in nightclubs at the same time. A lot of goth industrial nightclub kind of scene, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, just just contemplating myself, and I'm like, okay, well, I love, I grew up in nature, and yet here I find myself in this extreme urban environment with all of this, like, super graphic, almost cyber-goth was big back then, so it's like all of this, like, um, technical stuff, and so I was kind of playing with this concept of marrying the two. I love taking opposites and mashing them together, and I came up with this concept for, like, a cyber-tribal kind of look. It's like, but I wanted to create it using all these natural elements, including just not not using a ruler, not using anything. It's all freehand. I wanted that natural hand-drawn look, and not sit there and like mechanically guide my lines. It's like no, I wanted it to look more hand-hewn, more ancient in that sense. Um, so I I took pieces of nature. There's I think there's porcupine quills in it. There's a crow skull. None of it's reference. It's 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 all based on on graphic principles. And I put it all together with this almost. I was going for almost like a body paint striping, almost like a digital body paint striping look, where you've just got these bold lines that that kind of sit behind these natural elements. And when I was done, I was like, oh, well this is, that's exactly what I was going for. I'm done, I don't have anything else to say about this whole marrying of cyber and tribal, (laughs) at least not at the moment. Um, But it was a really cool meditative piece, just sitting there working with those concepts and having them go together and then seeing what came out of it. It's like, cool, you've got all these natural elements, the bones, the quills, the feathers, and then you've got these hard graphic, almost digital just stripes behind it. And they, they, they work together, and it's, it's a pretty popular piece, actually. <laughs> Have you
0: thought about maybe trying to make it realistic? Hmm.
1: Like with the actual bird beak and the quilt? See, I think it would take away from it. Like I've it seen artists... Do similar work and it's like they're going for photorealism I've never I think my photorealism interest died in middle school when I found how limiting it was It's like yes it can be it's a challenge it's a technical challenge but you, you lack you kind of lose the expressive nature of it you lose the, the, the emotion behind it it's like yes I could sit here and try and render a perfect bird skull it's boring to me though there's no emotion to it it's all science and it's like that's cool that's that's not what i do though that's not what I, i'm not interested in photorealism somebody comes to me and says hey can you draw a portrait of my aunt and I, my eyes roll the back of my head like <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean, do you know who you're talking to it's like no no i'm not interested in doing that at all um so that's why i kept it stylized i kept it like you, you know exactly what it is when you're staring at it then i did my job i don't have to take it further Now, you mentioned you worked in
0: a tattoo shop. Did you actually do the art or you did the actual tattooing?
1: I did both. I was an apprentice. Um, Really? Yes, I got out of the scene, but I was apprenticing in Fresno for some time. Um, And I would design, I I mainly got in as a designer, I would design pieces for clients, I'd sometimes just do freehand directly on a client. and I didn't get too far into the actual practice of tattooing. Um, there was a lot of issues that kind of popped up with that. Um, but I've done a few. Um, there's one on my husband's leg. There's a few. There's just a few more people walking around with, you know, pieces that I've actually tattooed on people. But there's a lot more people walking around with my designs on their bodies.
0: I wish I could keep you here longer, but and keep talking, but we can't. I'm only limited to so many times. That's okay. Um, thank you for coming for being on the podcast hell yeah alright and uh, hopefully you come back next time yep Mm alright thanks for listening to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show and remember every Tuesday at 9am for a new episode until next time
1: bye everybody